And good Friday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser and you're listening to the Friday edition. And we've got a special guest today. Kind of talked about it yesterday, but really excited to have in studio Coach Tony Iruli. Tony, how you doing, man? Doing well. I tell you what, it's great being back here with you. I've had great experiences being on your show in the past and the way this fall has been, I've got some opportunities, some dead time where I can come on by and visit with you. So I appreciate the invitation. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's always fun, especially on a Friday. We call it Pick Day Friday right. here on the grind. And we run through high school sports. We run through college. And then we can get to NFL, but I'll be honest with you. Most of the times it gets to the short end of the deal. But but uh, how you been? Uh, last time we talked, you know, they had kind of delayed things. Yep. And then and then now they've moved things to the spring. But but how's Coach Iruli as far as uh, coaching at Carson Newman? How's that been? Well, it's been a really up and down period. I mean, you know, I mean, this is a strange thing. Uh, I've been a, a college coach for 40 years, been all different places throughout the country, and I'm not coaching football in the fall you know, in terms of playing <laughs> right. a football game. Uh, you know, so we've, we've uh, had to adjust. Uh, Carson Newman right now, like most Division two and Division three schools, our fall season has been canceled. And this week, for the first time, we've been able to have like a fall practice where we're practicing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. And we're going to do that for four weeks. So it's kind of reverse. Instead of having a spring football practice period, we're having a fall practice right now. Uh, our enrollment ro- in terms of our, the numbers of our team is still good. we got about 130, 140 players out there on the team. They've been going through uh, workouts and lifting and conditioning and things like that. But uh, we've had to follow a lot of the COVID protocol. Our guys are being tested uh, almost every single day in terms of uh, uh, through the athletic training program. And so uh, they've, they've been great. I mean, you know, there's been ups and downs. I mean, there's been, you know, shift in terms of what our plans are going to be like, uh, what's our schedule going to be like. Every day is almost like a new day. We oh, hear yeah. something new. But right now, uh, we're kind of in a routine now that we're going to be practicing for the next four weeks. And uh, we've got a uh, kind of an abbreviated uh, a spring schedule that we should start. Uh, what they've done in the SAC conference is they've split up the conference between an East and West division, five teams in each division. Mm-hmm. And so right now, we've got scheduled to play four games in the spring. And uh, after that, there's going to be like a championship game mm-hmm. uh, b- uh, between the uh, leader in each division. And that's what we got going on here in the spring now. Whether that takes place or not, <laughs> you know, we don't know. I mean, yeah. uh, we're, we're, we're hoping we'd like to, uh-huh. but, uh, you know, because the guys want to play. But, uh, you know, with the COVID, it could, there could be an outbreak, uh, another, another spike in, uh, uh-huh. in cases. And so, but right now that's our plan. You, you know, and every coach I've talked to, any kind of person affiliated with any sports, he said it's totally different because, you know, normal season you're looking for an edge you're looking for ways to kind of i don't want to say shortcut but you're looking for ways to to improve that maybe somebody else hasn't thought of or what have you in covid times you're wanting to make sure one you've got all those bases covered sure and then come out after that and and get what you can right obviously our first concern is making sure that uh, we do everything that we're able to and to protect our players Uh so we're going to make sure that uh, you know they get tested we're not putting them in bad situations. Uh, we're, you know, we're following the COVID protocol that's been established for us. And then if, if there's any uh, situations where a player might be coming down with it or there might be a positive uh, 
reaction to something, you know, then, you know, they, you know, they go through the uh, COVID protocol. All the tracing and stuff yes, like that. Yes, all that yeah. type of stuff. Stuff that's beyond me. You know, we do a great <laughs> job in terms of our, uh, our, our training group and uh, our, our medical uh, people over at Carson Newman that, uh, you know, we're going to react to whatever situation occurs, and we've done very well. Absolutely. And uh, we talked about it before. You had a list, like a honey-do list that you'd been working on. Is that is that still ongoing? Well, you know, my, my beautiful wife, Carol, you know, first of all, my, my family knows my capabilities. You know, football-wise, I can do a lot of different things. <laughs> when it comes to uh, 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 household repairs, uh, doing all those type of stuff that you see on HGTV, uh-huh. I've got absolutely zero ability to do those No things. chip gains in you? No, I mean, you know. Do you know was, who that is? That's... No, I don't, but I've probably seen them because, oh, you know, yeah. we would watch this. Uh, Carol and I, we would watch the show called Hometown on HGTV. Oh, yeah, got like the that. big redhead. Yeah, big old guy, you know, you know, it looks like he had played football from Mississippi and all that. If you close your eyes, you think it's Gomer Paul, though. <laughs> well, all, all I know is uh, – yeah, we would sit there for hours watching it, and there is not one thing I could possibly do that that guy does. You're like, and then nah. everyone knows it, and it's just like Carol tried their very best, and that's, so I'm just glad that uh, we're getting back in the football routine of things right I now. I hear you, I hear you, but man, always always fun to talk with you, Coach, and uh, and excited to to kind of pick with you today. Sure, because uh, you know, pick day Friday is just fun because it's another one of those things we we kept track with it last year, and then Boone ran away with it, yeah. so we kind of quit doing that. Well, you know, Boone. Because he won't let you forget. No, no. And uh, I've known Robert for 40 years. We played college together over at, uh, at Maryville College. And uh, he, believe me, he does his homework the, the night before. I mean, he knows the yards per carry uh, running off the left hash mark. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got it all down to his science. Yeah, yeah. He, he knew somebody's like uh, – he, he one day – he came in, which, by the yeah. way, Boone – when when he was helping on the show, yeah. he came in for an hour show had ten pages of notes. It's it's just it, you know, it's unbelievable. It's it like blew uh, me away. You know, it's like you know, yes, this guy he gets a uh, five yards per carry because he parts his hair on the left side of his head. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that's that's how, that's how he drag. breaks it all down. Yes, less drag, absolutely. But we're going to start with uh, with high school stuff sure. now. Now I have seen you because yeah. again, do the games for the Rebels right. uh, on our sister station WGAP. But I've seen you on some sidelines. Right. You were at the Maryville Alcoa game mm-hmm. uh, on the sideline. Uh, how was that? What was again a different dynamic because of the limited crowd? But uh, sure. was that not just like a physical grinded out game? It was what you expected out of a Maryville Alcoa game. I mean, it was tough. It was physical. You always had two great defenses going at each other. Uh, the offenses. Uh, I mean, you know, going into the game, if if I recall, again, this is four or five weeks ago. I don't think Alcoa had given up any points. Uh, not not defensively. Three, yeah, defensively. And uh, you know, they you know, a lot of those coaches on both sides of the ball are are are, are former uh, pl- players of mine, you know, they they either went to Maryville College, uh, so I know them all very well. And uh, you know, just, it's just great coach on both sides and it was the type of game that I really expected. And uh, but uh, then Maryville always seems to find a way to kind of, you know, turn it on in the second half when they play Alcoa. And I think a lot of times it has to do with where you know, the depth issues start uh, occurring right. in, in, in the second half. Well, and, and I think, uh, you know, nobody can adjust uh, the way Maryville does. Uh, you sure. just talk about second-half adjustments. Went into the locker room yep. down nine points, and then I think I think there was three minutes left in the third, and it was 14-9. to nine. I mean, they right, had just right. really, really turned the tables. But I know from a recruiting standpoint, NCAA standpoint, you can't say who you were there to look at or any yep. of that yep. stuff. But I can say – Look out for number seventeen for Maryville. He's a, he's a stud <laughs> kid. He he plays really hard, and he's actually a reigning 
uh, Rebel Radio Player of the Week. Is he really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, so if that – we talked about elite camps uh, sure. off the air. Sure. Um, that's right up there. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a pretty <laughs> special player. Alcoa, I mean, they got so many good players on their side as, oh, yeah. as well. And the thing is about, about this – both are so very well coached. Mm-hmm. And so that we know that if one would come to Carson Newman or wherever they may go, I mean, these guys are, have been coached very well, and they're able to make that transition from high school to college a lot easier than a lot of other players uh, are able to do. Oh, yeah. that No no better example probably than T. Hodge uh, that's at Tennessee right now. Sure. They talked about his. They said we didn't have to tell him to work hard. No, you know, and and for Jeremy Pruitt to even or even some of his staff to make that comment because yeah. Jeremy Pruitt's a Saban disciple, sure. you know, it's it's always half empty. The cup's always half right, empty. Right, right, right. Uh, but I, I thought that was a, a credit to to Maryville staff to to Blunt County yeah. uh, because again the 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 Hodge family has impacted both Maryville and Alcoa as, as they've had great players. Yeah. Well, the key both. to both those programs, I mean, obviously they got outstanding coaches and the way they do things at the high school level, but the key is really what they do at the junior high, even going down oh, yeah. to the youth football league. I mean, it, it's like everyone's on the same page, you know, from the junior high coaches. I mean, they know what Alcoa or what Maryville, how they run their offense and defense. And so they're being taught that at a younger age. So when they make the transition from junior high to high school, they it, it, it's just like another step. They're just fitting right. in and they're ready to go. And, you know, like example is Maryville High School this year, very young. Oh, yeah. All right. And, uh, you know, but they're, they're playing at a very high level because they've been taught mm. the Maryville way from a very young age. And absolutely. the same thing goes to Alcoa as well. True. Yeah, absolutely. But, but Coach, are you making it to a, to a football game about every Friday night? Yeah, I try to get out there every Friday night. I've been to, you know, probably about seven or eight. You know, with, with a lack of a uh, season, our coaching staff, are, you know, we're on Fridays, we're going out all over the place. So, I mean, you know, we've had – Coaches, you know, go down to Florida, go down to Georgia, South Carolina, hitting the Tennessee schools. So, uh, you know, it's kind of strange. We're, we're doing a lot more emphasis on terms of the recruiting end of things during the season. During the season, it's, it's hard because you, you're preparing for your games and you're taking care of your players. Then you're trying to slip out to watch a, uh, a high school game or recruit a player, and that's t- very time-consuming. Uh-huh. But now, because, uh, you know, we don't have a – a season uh, right now, and uh, you know we're limited with the time that we are with the players. You know we're we're really doing a you know we're very thorough on what we're doing right now. So trying to get ahead of it. Yeah, and I think we've done a very good job of getting ahead of things. So uh, you know our, I'm very happy in in the way we've uh, recruited and the way we've approached it this fall. Uh, I'm really excited to to get to pick. So let's let's get to it. As as the first game I want to talk about is Greenback at Midway. Greenback is a football team that's had l- recent success. I mean, they've yeah, been yeah. they've been dominant the last few years. Had, had some hiccups in the playoffs, sure, but graduated a huge they senior lost, class. They lost year. a lot of guys, and and they've been battling. It seems like every game they've been battling uh, COVID in terms of oh, you know uh, their their opposing team. That you know, do they have COVID? They've had two or three games that they've had a forfeit. And uh, so, uh, so you're always kind of holding your breath a little bit with Greenback. Are they going to play this Friday, or are they not going to play this Friday? But uh, you know, they're just you know always well coached, and yeah, they've had a down year this year. But uh, you know, we're you know we're expecting them to you know to to win enough games. And, you know, if they can just get themselves in, uh, in the playoffs, then I think they will. Uh, things will start taking care of themselves. Yeah, they've been affected, affected, not infected. They've been affected by COVID four games this yeah, season. Yeah. Two wins, 
Two losses. Two losses. I mean, that's that not that, crazy. That, that's crazy. So the, they've probably played a total of what? What actually played four games? Maybe five games? Well, they're they're two and six. So uh, yeah, four games. Wow, four wow. games. Uh, that's that's just strange. And it's uh, like I said, it's you know the last probably eight or nine years they've had they've been playing at such a high level and of success and. And, and well, I mean, they've got uh, kids that are playing at the Division One level. Sure, sure. I mean, South Florida's got uh, Holden Willis. Right, right. And uh, you know, they've they, they're you know, every day. You know, they, I think a couple of years ago they had one player go to either a Virginia Tech or a North Carolina State right. or something. Uh, like Braden that. Braden uh, Carnes, the the Maryville transfer, he's at Louisville. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, he was up there at Louisville. So you know, they they get players and coming from a a small high school where you probably only got maybe about 40 kids on the entire team to get. Division One players, that, that's a you know, pretty good deal that they have got going over there. Absolutely. But as they play Midway, Midway 6-2, and two, very rarely are you going to hear me pick a 2-6 and six team over a 6-2 and two Midway, but I'm going to do it today. Well, I, and I'm going to do it as well because, like I said, I, I think if, you know, if they get, get themselves in a position where they got that game or two that they've got to win and uh, they're going to overcome all the different obstacles they've had during the year, I like the chances of Greenback being able to win here. Yeah, I, I like the the opportunities that they they come to the table with. Well, there's the there was the teaser. That's what that was my break in game for you. Okay. Now we're in the big time. Alcoa at GP, and I know there's a there's a lot of uh, there's there's some connection on the GP side of things for you. Right, Derek Rang, the head football coach at uh, Gatlinburg Pittman, uh, former Maryville High School, a uh, great player there. Uh, it was my starting linebacker for four years when I was the head coach of Maryville College. Uh, Derek, uh, uh, he uh, helped us coach uh, for one year over at Carson Newman. He's had great success. He won a, nat- uh, a state championship uh, over. I forget the school he was at over there, uh, over in uh, West Tennessee. But he won state championship over there. So, he, wow. and he's done a fantastic job over at Gatlinburg Pittman. And so, uh, and of course, uh, Alcoa has several uh, uh, assistant coaches on their squad that are have either played at Maryville College or I've known them for a very long time. So, uh, and. It'll be a well-coached game, uh, but Alcoa has just has a, a lot of firepower, and uh, they've come into the, that game where uh, Gavin Pittman has had a very good uh, record going in that game. But uh, Alcoa, you know, when it comes down to it, has has a lot of weapons. Yeah, to me, uh, it's hard to pick against Alcoa. Sure, uh, there's only a one time a year uh, that I'll pick against Alcoa, but the rest of the time in 3A football. Uh, if Alco is on the card, might as well print their name in the sure. in the win column. Sure. I, I I don't think there's a ton of people in their way. Their next big test is going to be next week, I think, against Dobbins Bennett. They're going to go up there yeah. and have to play uh, DB at their place. At their place, six uh, A school. Yeah, huge yeah. place. Yeah. You ever yeah. been up there much? Oh yeah, yeah. Dobbins Bennett. Double decker. Yeah, Dobbins Bennett reminds me of a of a small college. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. In terms of their, their facilities their stadium, and a lot of those kids that comes from Dobbin Bennett usually does a pretty good job in the transition going from high school to college because all their facilities, their weight room, uh, the stadium, the coaches' offices, uh, is very similar to uh, a smaller college version of a, of a football program. But uh, are you are you in agreement, Alcoa, probably this week over uh, over yeah, GP? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really I think do. it's hard to it's hard to go sure, against. Them. Absolutely. But also down the down the road. Um, I'm trying to catch, trying to move down through here. Uh, you got uh, trying uh, to step out, trying to give you a game that I'm like he's probably not prepared for that one. You got uh, Heritage Udawa. Heritage Udawa is a good good uh, matchup because I like 
the Mountaineers' chances. I, I like, yeah, I like Heritage. Heritage, I mean, they, you know, they've been they've been in it in, in so many games, and they're tough and they play hard. And uh, you know, it's like uh, you know, I was there when they played against uh, uh, William Blunt, and uh, boy, they had it going there. And then they uh, gave up a touchdown just before halftime. It kind of changed the uh, momentum of the game. But uh, you know, the the one thing about a uh, a Tim Hammontree team is they are going to play hard. They're going to play tough. They're not going to quit on you. And uh, uh, Udawal, I think, has given up a lot of points this year. And, yeah. and uh, so uh, I, I really, uh, really believe that uh, Heritage is going to get a win here this this Friday night. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. I, I got to go with the Mountaineers. I, we're going to have to find a game that we pick opposite, though. Or at least oh. I'm just going to have to flip script. I don't, I don't oh, know. We'll, we'll but, find uh, something here real but, quick. But <laughs> uh, I, I think you're exactly right. Heritage plays really close in, in a lot of these games. Took Cleveland to overtime. Should have, honestly. Uh, and, and, again, no affiliation either way. But they had that game won at William Blunt, uh, and it yeah. got away from them. Yeah. So, uh, I think it's one of those deals uh, where this is going to be the bright side uh, of Heritage Mountaineer football, and they're going to have an opportunity uh, to get a win. Here's a game. Here's a game that's a little off the beaten yeah. path somewhat in, in the Blunt County area, but a game that I think uh, you, you know which way you want to pick, but one of the, the teams here it's just hard to pick against. Powell at Oak Ridge. Oh, okay. Powell's had a had a powerhouse the last maybe two years. Right. But Oak Ridge is just always gritty and tough and just you never know what you're going to get. And then when you go there, it's just another dynamic. Going to Oak Ridge? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, they, they usually have a very strong uh, uh, turnout for their games, a great home field advantage going over there. Powell's been playing well. And I think that, it, you know, it's going to be one of those games that, you know, it's going to be tough, physical, you know, uh, Powell has uh, really uh, played well throughout the season. You know, I, I know Powell a little bit more than Oak Ridge, uh-huh. but uh, you know, so I'm going to be pulling on the Powell side of things. Yeah, I. I uh, you going Oak Ridge just to be opposite, or where you? I wanted do? to go Powell. I thought you might <laughs> go with Oak Ridge, but uh, now I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Powell as well. And the reason I'm going to yeah. is straight rivalry Thursday. You remember that game where yeah. the quarterback rolled out and hit that touchdown last play of the game, yeah. kind of just like heroic form. Yeah. Uh, you, you know. To me, winners win, and yeah. and Powell has a winner at quarterback, and they're dynamic, and they have all the pieces that it takes sure. defensively to keep people down. Right. Even when they've they've stumbled, you know, mm-hmm. their, their one loss this season, uh, they still battled in that fo- in that football game. It wasn't a blowout. It yeah. wasn't a, a dominating loss. So I like Powell anytime they line it up, unless. I don't know, probably unless they're going against the Rebels, <laughs> just to be quite honest with you. But uh, the next one is 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 William Blunt at Cleveland. And, and again, being at Cleveland is a, is a strange dynamic here. Mm-hmm. Uh, William Blunt has Joe Matosin, uh, a kicker extraordinaire. He's a really good kid. Good wide receiver. Yeah, he play, mean, he's really a Swiss Army now. Yeah, yeah. He really I mean, is. Yeah, I mean he's, he does. He's so everything many. but a toothpick. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's been a big difference maker for there. And uh, one of my former players uh, from uh, – Maryville College, Mike Bosco was their uh, a wide receiver coach, and oh. uh, you know, so uh, I'm very proud of what he's been doing over there mm-hmm. as well. And uh, but uh, yeah, should be a good game. Uh, Cleveland is surprised with their their their, their, their uh, record this year. You know, yeah, they're they're down this yeah. year, which is kind of strange. Which is honestly different because uh, I talked to you off the air a little bit. Tito Boyd, who's their big running back. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's probably. I could count on one hand the athletes this season. And, and again, Reb- yep. Maryville plays in 6A football, and, and he's in the top five that I've seen this season, just sheer really? uh, willing to put it on the line. He's a sophomore. 
Yeah. And so they're they're growing. They're another young football team. Uh, but they've got they've got cornbread fed boys up front too. They're huge offensive lines. Sure. And and honestly, to me, that's the difference. That's why I pick Cleveland over William Blunt. I'm going to go with William Blunt. Are you? Yeah, that's right. Going with the Govs. Yeah, just to be opposite of you. <laughs> all right. Show my hometown loyalty. There you and, go. And, and plus my wife, Carol, and my uh, daughter, Kelly, they uh, teach in uh, the Blunt County School System. So, so they need to. Yeah. You yeah. have to. Yeah, absolutely. Was, no doubt about and it. And he's wearing he's wearing orange and blue today. Uh, I'm it's good Carson it. Newman, yeah. but it's, it's, it's orange and blue orange nonetheless. And blue. That's right. <laughs> all right. Good, good pick, Coach. Uh, next one is Maryville and McMinn County. Normally, this is very similar to an Alcoa line. You you see Maryville on the docket, you pick Maryville. Sure. Or at least, and, and again, I, I moved into Maryville, and I got assimilated to that, but right. I, I believe that mindset. I yeah, mean, yeah. they've proven it until somebody can tell me otherwise. And so, tonight's a different ball game. McMinn County comes in 8-0, 4-0 in district play, the same district that Maryville plays in. Maryville 8-0. 4-0 in district play. This game decides the district championship. Yeah, and you, you've got matched up uh, two pretty good running backs going against each other. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've got yeah, Hunt. Jalen Hunt. You know, he's rushed for, what, about 1,500 yards already on the season? It's stupid. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you got Parker McGill, who's, uh, you know, obviously very outstanding oh, yeah. as well. And so, uh, I mean, uh, you know, why throw the ball? Just turn around and hand the ball to those guys. Yeah. But uh, Timeouts is the only thing going to stop the clock. I yeah, can say that. Yeah, but yeah. I, I'll say this. Uh, a year ago, this 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 was a very similar line. Sure. You saw McMinn come, County come in. I think they had one loss. Maryville was undefeated on their way, 15-0. Yeah. and 0. But it was a game that you look at, and they scored something like 38 points a game, gave up about 10. Yeah. This season, they're scoring 46 points a game, giving up eight. And so Maryville's a very similar line. They're giving, yeah. they're scoring around 38 a game. And again, that Alcoa game with just scoring 14, that pulled that average down. They're in the 40s most sure. weeks, mm-hmm. and then they're only giving up about eight. So yeah. somebody's got to the the back's got to break on somebody, right? Whether right. that's McMinn County or Maryville, I you know which way I'm picking. Yeah. But I think this is going to be a heck of a game. Sure. I think COVID. May play a a part as as both teams are struggling. Sure. Uh, as far as just they've they've had a good run of health, but again, coming off of a fall break, uh, these teams are getting hit at the wrong time. So uh, I think that dynamic is going to be interesting. But I like the stable that Maryville brings to the table versus the one man show yeah. that McMinn County has. Parker McGill, Noah Vaughn, Craig Hilliard, sure, uh, all power backs. And, and the thing is, this is that uh, until. I'm proven wrong. What I like about Maryville is their ability to adjust to anything that might be happening in the first half, and they make the the changes at halftime. And at second half, they're able to go ahead and find success. And I think it comes down to great coaching on the offensive side and the defensive side. And you know, Derek Hunt again, another former player of mine. Uh, you know, he's shown tremendous leadership, and you know, I just think that uh, you know that's the ability of. Uh, of Maryville High School is, you know, whatever you throw at them, all right, they're going to find a way to make the correct adjustments and, and, and cause them to go ahead and have success and, and get a win out of it. Yeah, and it's happened twice. Alcoa held them down in the first half. They come back and win. Yeah. Bradley Central took them to halftime with the lead. Yeah. Maryville come back out and really – Really ran away with it in the sure, second half, sure. and they had a they had a phenomenal player, Javon Burke, yeah. uh, from Bradley Central. I think he's a he's I think a, a Tennessee Tech commit, mm-hmm. but he's actually got a, an offer from Vandy. 
Well, yeah, you know, he's a Tennessee Tech commit right now, but uh, like oh, I said. Yeah. Until you know, the offers roll in. Right, right. right. But uh, a phenomenal play. A lot, lot of talent here in, in the 6A. Mm-hmm. And so, it's uh, like I said, it's going to be a good good ball game. You, you should have a lot of fun announcing that game. I'm excited yeah. about it. I, you know, there's never a dull moment on Rebel Radio between Jude Ellison, the Jude Ellison, <laughs> and uh, and me trying to fumble through some words. It's always fun to talk. But we went, went, went opposite. I'm assuming you're picking Maribel. Of course, I have to. Yeah, I'm picking yeah, Maribel. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and then, but I want, good, good choice on good your part. Choice. Good choice. Well, I got. I pick whoever's on my hat and my shirt. <laughs> so, I uh, go with Maribel. But uh, you know, here's another game. Last yeah. pick of the, the the segment, and it's just one. I think one. I don't really know yet which way I'm going to go. Yeah. But two, it's a it's a in town rivalry, not this town, yeah. but a town. Uh, it's in a town rivalry that's two big boy schools. Two that are fairly decent big boy schools, but sometimes you have to throw the record out the window. Dobbins been at Science Hill. Like if the bands yeah. fought, that would be a good fight. Yeah, but yeah. these two football teams at Science Hill on Steve Spurrier Field, uh, to me, there's dynamics to this game that Science Hill could wreck. They could play spoiler and wreck Dobbins Bennett's perfect season. They're eight zero at this point. Sure, sure. But I, I just uh, like I said, ever since I returned back to. To uh, uh, Tennessee back in 2002, where uh, you know I, I would go up there and personally recruit Dobbins Bennett. I mean, th- you know the way they do things up there and the way they uh, teach their players on the fundamentals and and being prepared for game and have tremendous coaching. Again, I got a couple former players of mine that coach uh, or assistant coaches up at Dobbins Bennett. That's the that's the uh, team I'm going for. Even though it's on the road, I mean, I still believe that uh, DB is going to uh, get a win out of that. I like DB, but uh, in in some cases, yeah. DB uh, falls asleep a little bit. Sure. And I'm going to think it's going to be this week. I'm going with the Hilltoppers. You think the, so, huh? The reason being is is because the lone loss or the two losses that uh, Science Hill has is to Elizabethan, yeah. who I'm pretty sure mows He's down done. anybody's in front of. Right, right. And then Farragut. And then, and again, I think that was uh, an Did Didn't they have to go to Farragut? No, it was it oh, was at, at Science at Hill. Science Hill. Okay. But I think they had some uh, some players on protocol and yeah, some yeah. some limitations at some positions. But I think when it's Dobbins Bennett coming to town, there's a little bit more on it. Sure, it's an Alcoa Maryville up in Upper East Tennessee, yeah. and uh, I like the Hilltop. And and that's the thing with the, uh, the the COVID situation that we've got to deal with. I mean, you really don't know what team you're going to be having out there on Friday nights because there could be uh, some late cases. Uh, you know, people that you're you're planning to play, and all of a sudden they can't play, and so that's what kind of Makes it a little bit more interesting because sometimes you just don't know those uh, those hidden things that are behind the scenes. So true, so true. But uh, as Tony makes his decisions based on uh, on on his former players and and different ways he knows the game, I just pick because they win a lot. That's oh, why. That's why I pick. So anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks Tony for for picking with us. We're going to take okay. a break. Listen to these fine sponsors when we come back. College football. Now the Big Ten joins the party, Whoa. and we have some Whoa, we have some ways to. Uh, I'm probably okay. going to bash a little bit, but you you be professional because that's. I'll try to do the best I can. Sure. I might bash a little bit too. Awesome, awesome. But uh, let's take a break. Listen to these great sponsors. You're listening to the Friday Grind right here, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at wkvl.com. We'll be back. You don't want to miss it. 